Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. In, uh, summation, I guess we can say $600 million later and Mike Bloomberg got one more delegate in Western Samoa than I did. Uh, so there you go, money well spent. On that note, uh, let's find out exactly what transpired last night with our good friend Mark Stein, international best-selling author and host of The Mark Stein Show. Marcus, how are you? I'm uh, I'm doing great. You were lowballing. Uh, <laughs> you were lowballing that uh, Mike Bloomberg thing. It's actually closer to about nine hundred million. He's just he just spent shy of a billion dollars mm. uh, to win American Samoa, which has a GDP of a little over six hundred million dollars. <laughs> so he could have bought the joint and proclaimed himself uh, emperor for that. Right. It's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. You know, so whatever that is, uh, nine hundred million dollars, that would have funded in total every election in Canada since eighteen sixty seven. And he didn't get anywhere. It's fantastic. So what do we make of all of that? I mean the guy's a tire fire, what lessons do we take from that? Money can't buy you happiness? Well, uh, money's bought him a, a, a lot so far, and this this is where he finally ran up against its limitations. And I think I I think there's no doubt that debate performance he had, where he he basically allowed himself to be manacled to the wall upside down and flayed for two hours on live television by the Cherokee dominatrix uh, Elizabeth Warren. That basically that basically finished him. He could never recover from that. And he'd done this stupid thing where he bought all the advertising for the debate. So uh, during the actual show, you saw this dead schlub uh, being given the cat and nine tails by the <laughs> Cherokee dominatrix. And then you cut to commercial, and, then the, and there's this fantastic fella in elevator shoes who's <laughs> coherent and together and slickly produced. And it's the contrast between the slick advertising uh, Bloomberg and the actual schlub on stage was was devastating to him. And, and, and Biden was the beneficiary of that because... Uh, Bloomberg was running basically as the technocrat know-it-all who can fix everything. And people thought, uh, if that's what a know-it-all is, I'd rather have a know-nothing like Biden, whose <laughs> brain is now completely empty. Well, all right, you know, uh, which does lead to the uh, prospect that this guy is going to be, it's going to be a festival of uh, faux pas, as we're uh, anticipating, yeah. if, if in fact he's going to carry the day. Is Bernie like dead on arrival now? Well, they basically lined up and pretty much uh uh, clobbered him. He's made his own missteps uh, in trying to sell socialism. He said uh, nice things about Castro and Cuba, which obviously wouldn't matter if he were uh, running to be leader of the Liberal Party of Canada. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, my view on this is that uh, Americans generally don't like being compared uh, unfavorably with foreigners. doesn't matter whether it's Canadians or Swedes, uh, but certainly Cubans or Venezuelans is a foreigner too far. And to start talking up the adult literacy program of Cuba, I thought was a big mistake on the part of uh, of Bernie, um, whose, uh, whose supporters 
Uh, I wouldn't credit with a lot of literacy. Otherwise, they'd know something about socialism and wouldn't be falling for it. So I don't feel talking up Cuba's adult literacy program was a smart move for him. Right. And so uh, people defaulted to Biden. Uh, Maybe the least of all, it's kind of the Hobson's choice, you know, the least of all bad choices. Uh, But, you know, and and then the thing that uh, Bernie got schlonged because uh, Klobuchar and Buttigieg cast their their support to him. And Elizabeth Warren, in ways, siphoned uh, support from Bernie last night. She's now determining what her next path will be. And I I submit to you it'll be another trail of tears. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's right. So uh, she uh, is sort of the spoiler in all of this. I mean, uh, with her, Elizabeth, yeah. she should get out of it, shouldn't she? Well, it's almost as if all the stars are aligning absolutely perfectly for this Joe Biden resurgence. It's almost uh, if this was happening uh, on the Trump side of the uh, of the ledger, people would be assuming the strings were all being pulled by Vladimir Putin. But the Democrats obviously wouldn't try anything like that. So the fact that uh, all uh, all Biden's competitors uh, got out and immediately endorsed him, and Bernie's competitor has stayed in to torment him uh, all the way through to the convention is obviously entirely coincidental. Don't don't believe that there's any conspiracy going on behind the scenes, uh, John. There's it's all perfectly normal. Pay no attention to, uh, to to any conspiracy theories. But I do think this is fantastic. I mean, I think it's. What's happened? People like me mocked him too much because Biden said, you know, he said he was running for the United States Senate. He's actually running for the presidency. Um, he, he said he couldn't. He confused his wife and his sister, um, and he uh, asked everyone to make sure they got out the vote and turned up to vote on Super Thursday, which is two days after the election <laughs> date. And we've all made jokes about it. And the fact is, it's now priced in. The fact that the guy knows nothing, he doesn't know what office he's running for, he doesn't know what state he's in. Uh, that's basically now. Oh, that's just Joe. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny, old Joe. He can't. He can't tell uh, the difference between Boris Johnson and Kim Jong Un. But it doesn't really matter. <laughs> that's, that's just, so uh, you don't have to worry about that. Relax. That's just Joe. What a kidder. And uh, so, so a, a complete a guy who is utterly mindless is now in the lead. Uh, in the Democrat primary, and I think this is—I uh, think this is a fantastic test of the the joke. Who you going to believe, uh, us or your your lion eyes? This theory is going to be tested to the limits over the next uh, eight or nine months. Well, one of the arguments is that this is an endearing quality of his: all these faux pas and uh, stumbling around, and doesn't know what day it is, and so on and so mm. forth. Uh, it's kind of part of the Biden charm. Uh, yeah, yeah, they say that. If you ask that, I mean, when he called a a cute young co-ed in New Hampshire a lying dog-faced pony soldier, <laughs> she didn't actually find it that charming, <laughs> oddly enough. And the idea that you uh, demonstrate your charm uh, by uh, aggressively beating up uh, some, you know, 19, 20-year-old young lady it would strike some of us as a bit odd. But the media are determined. You know, Trump is the worst thing ever, according to the media. So a guy who beats up 21-year-old coeds, uh, that's 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 charming. And uh, they're, that's, they're, they're going to be in that mode all the way through. There's going to be a lot of lion, dog-faced, pony soldiers by the time this thing's through. Again, with Mark Stein, international best-selling author. So, but Mark, really, uh, for the sheer entertainment value of it, because uh, I know you like a good <laughs> kibitz, is this uh, the best of all scenarios, Trump against Biden? 
Well, I think it is from his, I think it is from his point of view. I do think there is an actual uh, serious aspect to this that it is obvious uh, the lights are on or the plugs are on in uh, the hair plugs are on in Joe Biden's case, but nobody's home. The plugs are on, but nobody's home, <laughs> and uh, that does raise the question of who actually is going to be running the presidency in the event that Joe Biden gets elected because it's not going to it's not going to be Joe Biden he's lost in reveries he's living in fantasy land where he got arrested uh for trying to see Nelson Mandela in Soweto Nelson Mandela was actually not in Soweto he was 900 miles south at Robben Island <laughs> under detention <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's a bit like me uh d- you know demanding uh the right to see uh Mother Teresa in White River Junction Vermont you know <laughs> there's not a lot uh, the authorities could do about it uh but uh but so so the so he's lost in these in these kind of fan he's lost in these kind of fantasies when he tells stories like he threatened this guy corn pop right. back when he was a swimming guard mm. uh, and you weren't allowed i think to wear to wear caps in the swimming pool mm. and he called corn pop esther williams the beloved uh the beloved swimming star of dangerous when wet mm. if you can still actually say that film title <laughs> in this <laughs> In these days, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, but uh, so he's lost in his. Re- I I agree with him. I'd much rather be at the old folks' home in, uh, in the rec room, <laughs> watching danger, having a knickerbocker glory and a sarsaparilla, and watching Esther Williams in Dangerous When Wet. Uh, so, in a certain sense, he's happy. He doesn't know whether he's running for president of the United States or deputy trade minister of the South Sandwich Islands. Either way, he's happy. He's in a world of his own. God bless him. Well, and the mainstream media, I'm sure, are going to pump his tires accordingly with Mark Stein, host of the Mark Stein Show. Let me just pivot to stuff uh, that's confronting our leadership here in this country. Uh, I don't know if you're following this, but the whole blockade thing, uh, it Mm. seems like uh, some of the uh, poignant parts of it have been diminished now with the hereditary chiefs meeting with uh, the government minister, Carolyn Bennett, out west there. Yeah. Uh, but we don't know what the details are on this deal. No, I mean, no, <laughs> are we sleepwalking to the abyss? What's going on here? Well, Mark? apparently we have to give them a fortnight for the feast process to play <laughs> itself out. And I'm, uh, do you know, I'm, I'm respectful. I like a lot of uh, old traditional stuff. Uh, but I, I'd say two things on this. First, I take back everything I said about Joe Biden being utterly mindless because he is more on the ball than Justin Trudeau, who's a twelfth of Joe Biden's age. And there's absolutely you can pick him up and shake him and it rattles. Uh, Joe Biden has lost his marbles. I'm not persuaded that Justin has ever had a set of marbles. But second, this thing is utterly. Oh, two weeks. We got to, two weeks. We got to let the feast process play. Oh, the feast process. Oh, that sounds. Wait a minute. This is. Canada. Everything that is more than 20 years old is thrown out. You know, I pass every other week, I pass the statue of Sir John A. Macdonald still daubed in paint that the disgraceful Montreal municipal authorities have not cleaned up because uh, Sir John A. Macdonald is a hate monger and a racist and he needs to be expunged uh, from everything. Every In my entire lifetime, in Canada has just been a discarding of everything that could be discarded, uh, you know, from uh, the flag, 
and uh, all the other kinds. So we got to oh, it's not new enough. We got to change it. We're Canada. We're such a we're such a young country, as liberal ministers always say on uh, on Canada Day. And apparently, the one thing old that cannot be changed is this feast process now, which is like some Afghan lawyer jerger that they're all going up into the hills. It's got to play itself out for two weeks, and then and then. Uh, and then Justin the lawgiver will emerge from the two-week feast process and uh, we will uh, be told what it is that this deal is. I mean, come on. Nobody seriously is falling. They've got all their cell phones and flat-screen TVs like the rest of us. There's no reason for this process to take uh, to take two weeks. When it comes to, you know, uh, uh, Prince Harry's security, that can be cancelled in nothing flat, according to <laughs> Justin. But the feast process is the one thing in Canada that's inviolable. We may never know uh, what devils are in the details. It's just something we'll have to accept as yeah, an article yeah. of faith because yeah. they're looking after our best interest. Yeah, yeah. Just just take it on. I mean, I, I, meant, I meant what I said about it. I don't think he has any idea of what he's playing with. And to go back to what I, I said to you, I think it was the day after the election, uh, that there, there is now he, – he has set in motion what has the makings of a serious secession movement – not a not a phony. Let's use it as a bargaining counter in Ottawa thing, like uh, the, uh, the the useless Quebec separatist movement. He's got actually a serious separatist movement on his hand, and he's stumbling around, not realizing that uh, that the cold loathing for the federal government that is growing in the West is real and menacing to the fabric of this country, and he has no idea what to do about it. Sounds ominous. Uh, I'll have to leave on that note. Mark, it's always a pleasure. Uh, We'll check in real soon, and uh, we'll see if at that point Bernie Sanders is still a viable alternative (laughs) to Joe Biden. Otherwise, heady days ahead indeed. Thanks a lot for your time. Thanks a lot, John. You got a Mark Stein, international bestselling author, host of The Mark Stein Show. Thanks for listening to The John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.